This is the Spapreneur Podcast, episode 166. Today's episode is brought to you by Demented Ramona. <laughs> to be fair, she has very tiny humans and they're around a lot. You can't listen to uh, our show. Hello. So I've not been listening to things because even if I listen, I probably won't remember. <laughs> there is nothing relaxing about owning a day spa. Serious spa owners know that being in the spa business isn't for the weak. And the lesson in this was I didn't follow my own advice. This is the Spapreneur Podcast with Ramona Rice and Lynn Graves. She is the main owner of the company. I am the COO. I get to be emotional. Right. I don't. Hey there, Spapreneurs. Ramona Rice here with another episode of the Spapreneur Podcast. And this is the next part in our excuses series. And I'm seeing this a lot in many businesses. I've actually heard it within my own spa and it is a challenge. And if you've been anywhere, like for example, I just came back from a family vacation in Florida. We went to Orlando and I cannot tell you the amount of help wanted signs I see, I saw or signs encouraging people to apply or hiring bonuses. And I'm talking like everywhere from gas stations to theme parks to restaurants. And of course, we're seeing it at day spots as well. And that's right. The excuse is I cannot hire a staff or I can't find a staff. And this is an excuse that is timeless, but it feels more pressing right now as there is in the United States a labor shortage. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, it feels like there's an epidemic of not being able to find staff. And I'm going to dive into that and why it really is an excuse why you can find staff and that possibly it's you getting in the own way of your success. Before I do that, I want to mention there are still spots available for Spapreneur Live. Spapreneur Live is happening here in Newport News, Virginia, September 22nd through the 24th. Head over to Spapreneur.com so you can get all the information about that. But if you've ever wanted to see de-stress in person, if you've ever wanted to meet me, mom, Jedi, Kristen, all the people that I mentioned, if you ever wanted to commune with Spapreneurs in real life, this is your opportunity. Spaces are very limited. It's a very small gathering of people, but I want to ensure it's the best event for you. Your meals are included, um, entertainment's included, and you'll be getting spa services here at De-Stress from my team so you can experience the full De-Stress experience. So we're going to be going everything through Six Pillars and getting you started um, to make the rest of 2021 the best it can be and giving you a jump start to 2022. So head over to Spapreneur.com and check out Spapreneur Live. I hope to see you in September. All right, let, let's talk about hiring staff. So I mentioned recently that I went on vacation and going vacation for me is actually fairly easy when it comes to work stuff with the day spa because I have an entire team behind me. You know, I'm able to do all the things that I want to do because I have massage therapists, estheticians, nail techs, and an entire front desk crew and management team that do a lot of the day-to-day stuff that I don't really do anymore. My mom definitely doesn't do it. Um, you know, she has her one client. She kind of filled in for me a little bit while I was gone, but realistically, um, she doesn't have to work here anymore, but she still makes money. And we've done that because we've built a team around us. And and we have a longevity with our team. Some of our massage therapists have been with us since before I was pregnant with Anderson. Anderson will be 15 this year. So it gives you an idea of how long we've had some of our massage therapists and some of our um, people like Kristen, my office manager, she's now going on her sixth year with us. So that is the key. Number one is making sure just like client turnover, you want to make sure that you having no staff turnover. And I can go through some of those things today. But I want to get this whole idea of, you know, we can't hire staff. All right. 
I'm going to be real honest with you. At the beginning of this year, I was really stressing. We did not have enough massage therapists for the demand of clients. Clients are being tired of being cooped up in their houses. They're ready to get out. Even with this Delta variant floating around, they're still like, I want to get service or they want that self-care. They, they want the excuse. And we needed to hire like 10 more massage therapists. I'm not kidding. As we did an expansion last year and at least two more front desk staff. But like a lot of you, we're having just problems people showing up for interviews. Now, some of that is because, let's be honest, there is that increase in unemployment benefits. Those are about to end. They end in September. So by the time you're listening to this, it's starting to wind down. We may be seeing that. Also, I know a lot of spa schools are finally wrapping up their 2020 programs. You know, these poor students kind of got lost in the shuffle with everything having to be shut down and all. So a lot of people are starting to um, graduate programs and more opportunities available for them. So, so there are people out there. But the challenge is, is that first off, you know, I, I get a lot of questions inside the Spapreneur Mastermind, inside Spapreneur, and I get a lot of it like, I can't fi- hire anybody that's as good as me. I hear that a lot, or I can't find competent 1099 contractors who are willing to do as much work as me, or I can't find front desk people that are willing to work Saturdays. There's a lot of these things going on. So I want to talk about this because I first want you to identify that if you are trying to build a team around you, the first thing you have to identify is you and where the gaps are in your business knowledge and education or things you're not good at that you need to hire for. Sometimes I, you know, in my early 30s, particularly, I kept thinking like things that um, I couldn't do very well were just weaknesses of other people. I, I was that immature. And that was the first thing I had to shift in order to have successful people around me is realizing like, you know, just because I'm bad at something doesn't make it a weak skill. It actually makes it probably a really important skill. And I need to hire for that. So for example, I am looking at my very messy desk right now. It drives my mom crazy um, because um, she likes to use my office from time to time. And I literally I have a big table in my office and it is covered with stuff. Now, this is the way I like to work. I am kind of a chaotic person when it comes to that. She's not. So I've had to hire people to be counter opposite of that. And what I mean by that is I need to make sure that they're neat and tidy because I am not naturally neat and tidy. I need to find people who are actually really organized in certain areas because there are certain areas of my life I am not very organized in. And it's not that I'm not good at that stuff. It's just it's not a priority. And so that's the first thing is identifying where the gaps are. And sometimes that can be even as simple as looking at your service menu and looking at the kind of clients. If you've got a bunch of clients who are suddenly like getting pregnant and they still want to see your services and you don't have anybody that wants to do or is qualified to do prenatal services, there's a gap. And there's a gap in that market. Now, for some of you, you may be like, well, that's not, I don't really care about that. That's fine. Refer them out and hopefully they come back in. But for us, you know, having a certified prenatal specialist is a gap that's really filled and really nice and and we're able to cap on that. So that's the first thing is looking at what are you missing? And what is the demand from clients if you're hearing things? You know, if they're asking for things like, hey, I want it to be easier to schedule with you. Well, if you're in the room the entire time, it's really hard for you to schedule people. So maybe that's when you realize, oh, I maybe need an assistant to follow up on things. Or, um, you know, things like you're getting exhausted by cleaning, hire someone to help clean, hire someone to help do laundry. So first thing is just realizing where the gaps are in your business and kind of seeing, okay, I need to fill in these holes. So let's let, let me try to find people with that. So that's number one. The, the second thing you need to do is make sure you understand your own core values and strengths. De-Stress Express has seven core values. And when I'm interviewing for somebody, I mention those core values. I mention things like, you know, you must be teachable. That's a big thing for us. Um, you know, anytime I put a one ad, 
anywhere. I, I put in there, you must be willing to be trained in our ways because we know what works for us. And it's not, and also it means that we're open to new ideas as well. So you need to sit down with yourself and ask yourself, okay, in a perfect world, how are my values shown through my business? If your value is being honest and fair, then you need to write that down and you need to surround yourself with people who honesty and fairness are really important. There are people who don't think that way. And I'm not gonna make any judgments, but or who think about it in a different way. And it may not be as important as something else. Um, For example, I get really frustrated sometimes when some of my staff members are too cheap. And what I mean by that is they're unwilling to spend the extra dollar to get the better quality stuff. Um, I go to a personal trainer, for example, she's amazing. It's really changed my body. I'm a lot stronger than I used to be. I I love going to her. But where she rents from, they have great amenities. They've got private showers to get dressed and shower and all stuff. But the one thing they do, they cheap out on is they use cheap toilet paper. And I hate cheap toilet paper. I hate it even more after 2020 when that was all that was available we could find was I, I just I, I hate it. it. It's a simple luxury. And so I make sure here at De-Stress that guess what? We have really good toilet paper because I think that matters. Because if someone's paying you 60, 70, 90, $100 for a service, the least you can do is when they want to wipe their ass that they have really comfortable toilet paper. So that's a value to me that I want to make sure that our services and our facilities are quality and that our clients know that we really care about you, that we want the entire experience to be great, including when you go to the bathroom and you have to wipe your butt. So if that's important to you, you need to make sure in your interviews, you need to make sure with your staff that you're sharing this and that they understand this. This is how what builds company culture. This is what builds the value system and how your staff can mold to you. You know, it's interesting. I, I've mentioned this before. I was very fortunate to do the Disney College program um, back in 2021. And the one of the first classes they do before you ever get to encounter a guest is something called Disney Traditions. And they do that because they want to ensure that you are buying into to the whole Disney magic experience because they realize that guests, the, the people that come into the parks are spending thousands of dollars on this kind of dream vacation. For some people, Disney is the dream vacation. They love it so much and they will spend a lot of money on it, which means the staff needs to be kind of bought into that and part of the traditions. They need to understand why people are sobbing when they see Mickey Mouse. And I saw people sob when they saw Mickey Mouse. And we don't know why they're sobbing. It could have brought up a childhood memory. It could be because they love Mickey Mouse so much. I don't know. That's not our place to judge. Our place is to help with the with the investment of the client. Same thing with y'all. You need to ensure that your staff members and that you have some type of training where you're like, this is the de-stress experience. This is the, I'm going to use Chelsea Taylor's wonderful spa in North Carolina, the Moonstone experience. And this is why we're different than Hand in Stone and Massage Envy and the other places out there. I guarantee you Hand in Stone and Massage Envy and Aveda all have these training programs too. So even if you're small, even if you're bringing your first person, you need to have a conversation with them and say, this is why I'm different. This is why I have a strong book of clients because I do this. And do not give me the bullshit spapreneur that you're like, I don't know what I do. They just magically come. Sit down and think about it. Take some CEO time this week. Sit down and think about, okay, what do I do differently that other people don't do? Write it down and start seeing the parallels. This is all really important stuff. Okay. 
So understanding your core values is really important. Understanding where the gaps are in your business. And then finally, the third thing before you hire anybody is you need to make sure you're willing to let go of complete control. The minute you hand off a task to somebody else, you have lost control over that task. You may still think you have final say. You may still say, well, this is the way I want it done. And that's fine. But eventually, for the sake of your business, you're going to have to relinquish control and let them do the things they do. You know, 13 years ago, I ran the front desk at DeStress Express. It was just me. And I was amazing at it for 13 years ago. If I tried to run the front desk now, I would be lost and confused because it's completely different. Not in a bad way, in a way that makes sense for the business I have now in 2021 versus 2008. I'm using those dates, by the way, because that's how old my daughter is. I came back when Addison had just been born. So those are usually my time gauges um, for de-stress. But this is really important. When you're bringing somebody in, whether it's a modality specialist or, or a type of service practitioner or even front desk or laundry, you have to be willing yourself to be a little teachable and a little bit flexible that the way they do things may be better. This was something my mother and I, when I first came back in 20, uh, 2008, um, really fought against because I wanted to change a lot of things at de-stress to make it better. And eventually I did. And it's why we got to set, it's why we're at seven figures now and at, you know, literally 7,500 square feet, you know, because I was dealing with my mother who only had like four <laughs> rooms at the time. And I was like, you know, we can maximize these rooms better. Here's how we do it. And she finally had to relinquish and let me do it. And all of a sudden we started making more money and we needed more space and we needed more this, we needed more that. So you have to be willing if you've hired someone very competent and very good at what they do to actually listen to what they have to say and be willing to humble yourself and say, okay, my area of expertise may be inside the treatment room. For a lot of you, that's where your happy place is. That's where you're really good, that one-on-one client experience, which means you need to hire somebody in to take care of that front desk, and then you're going to let them take care of that front desk. You may have to train them on things like how to actually book and things like that. And hey, we can't do, one person can't do 10 massages very effectively every day, unless it's like 15 minutes, you know, and they're really quick. If you're a massage therapist, does that, I'd love to talk to you and go, how do you do that? Same thing like waxing, because again, how you schedule waxing versus like regular skincare is different you know, how you hair salons, they have gaps that a lot of us don't have um, in spa land. So if you're a place that has a salon and spa, you've got gaps to do. How do you fill those gaps? Those kind of things. So this is where you want to when you're hiring. If you have somebody who's competent in something, let them be competent in something. Um, my last corporate job, again, I loved working for them. There were times that it was really frustrating because I, you know, was an expert at this area. And a lot of times they would fight me, fight me, fight me. And it was frustrating because I didn't have control. And it's one of the reasons why I realized, okay, I need to be a business owner. You're going to want to let your staff have ownership mindset a little bit. And that's okay. Um, You know, I'm just dealing with that recently with one of my coaching clients where, you know, she's just hired some people and one of the managers doesn't like like them for this X, Y reason. And it's nothing too terrible, but it's noticeable. And I told her, I was like, this is a good thing because it means that your staff members have ownership. And you just have to kind of show a little bit more dominance and say, hey, you may have ownership like attitude, but I'm the actual owner. So it is a balance. And again, being in this business for 25 plus years, I'm still learning. So this, these are all things. So, okay. So all that being said, let's get back to the actual, I can't hire staff. If you're not addressing all those things I just mentioned, then you need to go back, maybe sit down with a notebook and write down everything I just said. 
or go to the show notes. This is episode 166 of the podcast. Go on spotpreneur.com. You can hit 166 and you'll be able to get the show notes because I'll have all the summarized for you. And you need to kind of ask yourself, okay, so I need to let go of control. I need to understand my core values. I need to do all these things. That's fine. But I'm still not finding somebody. Okay. Here are all the things that you can do to get people to work for you. Number one, is when you have a job ad, you need to make sure it's everywhere. And this may mean you need to invest some money into it. Some of these sites like Indeed or LinkedIn are paid to play. And sometimes you do need to be willing to invest some money in order to do it. So that's number one, is you want your want ad everywhere. Indeed, Monster, Recruit, ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Don't discount those places, okay? Make sure it's on there. Reach out to all the professional associations you're, you're a part of, okay? So if you are looking for an esthetician, go to your local esthetician board and say, hey, I've got a job opening. Do you have a job board? Go to your local schools. I cannot tell you how many people we've hired directly from the school because I've become really good friends and I've really treated well the career advisors at the local massage schools because I'm not stupid because they've got a talent pool of massage therapists coming in. And also it may be that you need to be willing to hire a student straight out of school. Talk to your service and product reps, particularly if you've really invested into a program. So um, like, for example, we are an eminence day spa. And so if I want to hire another esthetician who really understands eminence, first person I'm actually going to go to is my eminence rep. I'm going to go to her and say, hey, do you know anybody who is really great with your products, who's looking for a new opportunity because we have new opportunity. Um, The other thing is reach out to past employees. While they may not be working for you anymore, they may know somebody. Reach out to your current employees. Put like a bonus saying, hey, if you bring me somebody and they last for 90 days, you get X amount of dollars. These are all things that, that are really easy to do. And you also need to make sure you are very clear in your ad what you want. None of this vague set. Be really specific, okay? All right. The other thing is, are you offering enough money? This is one of the biggest reasons why places like restaurants and retail are struggling. Because for years, they have, because they, they're worried about their bottom line. I worked retail for many years. They don't want to put enough people on the floor. Um, now, now it's changed a lot. I used to work for Bath and Body Works. And like literally, it would be me and a store manager all day. You know, and it's like two people for a huge store. Now when I go in there, it's like 14,000 st- staff members. It's almost annoying um, when I go in there to buy hand soap. But that's okay. You know, that it works their business and it makes sense because they need to clean up everything. But are you offering enough money for your market for the kind of quality applicant you want? Because you can pay minimum wage and get an okay desk person, or you can pay somebody a significant salary and let them run your front desk and they eventually start paying for themselves. This is why it's so important to know your numbers. I cannot tell you this. The number one business tip I can give you, and I know rule number one is don't fuck with the money. I get that. Well, there's a reason why it's rule number one, because you need to know your numbers. You need to know your business numbers because you need to know how much you can invest into an employee to help you out. And it is an investment. And that's why you want to hire slow and then fire fast when they don't work out. Okay. You can't be cheap when it comes to labor. Those days are gone. People have now realized, wait a minute, this is what it's like to have this extra money. I want to live that lifestyle. Employers, we're all going to have to pay more. It's just one of those things. We're going to have to invest more. But the nice thing is by investing more, we get better people. So if you, the next episode 167, we'll be talking about, you know, money and numbers and all, but I'm urging y'all, this is one of those things where you need to know your numbers because you need to know how much you can invest in your people. The other thing is 
do you actually have a supply of clients if you're hiring a practitioner that will actually go to the practitioner? So a lot of you are like, I can't book any more clients because I'm completely booked. Okay, but are you willing to get clients off your table that aren't your ideal clients or aren't the clients you really want and really be forceful and get them onto the practitioner's table? I say this because a lot of you are like, oh, I, 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 you know, I can't trust these clients with anybody else because, you know, I've developed a relationship with them. Then don't hire anybody. Just be happy you have these set clients and don't worry about it anymore. You know, once you lose a client, then you go out and seek another client. But if you're that booked up and you never want to hire anybody, you're unwilling to get people off your table, please don't hire anybody. Stay in your one room and be fine. Because again, success is a personal metric and you're very successful. Kudos. If you are a person though, who's like, okay, I want to not be as much in the treatment room anymore, or I only want to specialize in this particular modality, but I have like 10 regular clients who come in to see this other thing of mine. You need to be willing to get those 10 clients off your table. How do you do that? You raise your prices, you make yourself unavailable, and you flat out tell them, you're going to start seeing this person. And then you have to be willing for the client to pout and whine and have a temper tantrum, because they will. Um, And you have to be willing to do that. And you still have to have the cojones to go, that's super cute. You love me this much. Now go get your ass on the other table. That's literally what Lynn had to do. That's literally what a thousand spapreneurs have had to do. Um, And you can do it kindly and you can do it nicely. But eventually they will get the hint and they'll either they'll go somewhere else and that's fine. Or they will say, okay, but I still want to be in your essence. So I'm going to stay here. I'll try the other girl. So make sure you actually have like a supply of clients that will meet the demand of another practitioner. Um, And also have you identified where you need coverage (laughs) in your day spa. Um, So something that I like to do is I'll actually take a look at the schedule of the rooms. I'm a big proponent of if you have a multiple room practice, when your room's empty, you're not making money. It's just the way it goes. The way day spa works, the way wellness facilities works is you have to have a certain number of people in the building actually getting services for you to make money. It's just, it's just, that's the nature of it. So if you only have like a practitioner who's working like three days a week and you've got the room open four more days, well, guess what? You need to hire someone for those other four days or whatever days you're open. So you need to identify where you need coverage because that will also help you identify. So for me, you know, when I was looking at it um, for de-stress, I realized, okay, I really need people working the Friday through Monday shift. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So now when I'm hiring people, I'm very clear. If you want to work here, that's where we have the need. Um, when someone in my existing team wants to make a schedule change, I'm like, you can make a schedule change by going to this shift, but I'm not going to accommodate anything else. And then I, as the employer, have to be willing to either let them agree with me or be willing to say, they're like, peace, I'm out. And I have to be willing to do that. So you really need to figure out where you have the coverage. The other thing you really should consider when you're trying to find somebody is have what I call an ideal team member avatar. And what this is, is that it's kind of similar to the ideal client avatar where you really identify, okay, in a perfect world for this position, this person would have these qualities. And you write them down and you really identify. So that way, when you're interviewing, when you're talking, when you're you're out with people, you can kind of go, do they have these things? Get testimonials from your team put them on your website, put them on your hire page, get testimonials from your team about how great it is to work with you. Um, it's something that must, the other chain spas aren't doing right now. Have a team page on your website. This is a big one. Have a place where they can click a button, they can fill out a Google form to get more information about working with you. Um, show what positions are open currently right now. 
have happy photos of your staff, have the testimonies of your staff, make it easy for people to realize that they can join your team. Um, Sometimes I think we hide it, but there are people that will come and work for you, even in this climate. You just have to do the work itself. But this whole bullshit nonsense of, oh no, there's nobody that will willing to work. It's a lie. It's an excuse that all of us, including myself, are are using because there are plenty of people who want to work. We just got to go out and hunt them. So it's no different than finding clients. It's no different than, you know, the stuff that we talk about with getting clients. So now we're just getting a different kind of client. We're getting our internal customer and they're really important. If you've enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, go to your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, wherever, and click the um, rate and review button. Give us a five-star review, write a review. It really helps other day spa professionals and wellness professionals discover the podcast. And it makes sure that I know that I'm giving the content that you need. Um, The other thing is join our Spapreneur Alliance group. I'm starting to be even more active in there, really helping Spapreneurs from all over the world gather and get information that is relevant to their business because we don't crowdsource. Remember last episode, (laughs) I went on a rant about crowdsourcing um, for your business. But you know, this whole idea of again, I can't hire anybody. I can't, I can't find somebody. I can't find somebody as good as me. Those are excuses. Those are lies you're telling yourself. That's a story that you've invented in your mind that you believe. You got to stop it. And only you can do that. If you need more help with that, this is my invitation to you. Join Spapreneur Mastermind. This is some of my favorite things to do with Spapreneurs. And that is, um, you know, really talking about your business and specifically, not just in general terms, but your specific business, because every spa business is different. Um, And I love working with spapreneurs. So there's two ways to work with me. One is private coaching. That's one of my favorite things to do where it's just you and me one-on-one and we develop a plan for your day spa. The second way is the group coaching program, which is fantastic. Um, And you can talk to some of my favorite spapreneurs in Alliance and let them know, hey, is Mastermind worth it? And they're going to tell you, yeah, I really enjoy it. Even the ones who are no longer part of me still utilize um, a lot of the stuff we teach you. So group coaching, business coaching, business education is worth it. Invest in yourself and invest in your business because guess what's going to happen? You're going to prepare yourself more as a business owner and a CEO and you might just be able to find your next great hire. If you've got any questions for me, you can hit me up on my email. It's hello at spapreneur.com or head over again to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash spapreneur. And next week, we're going to be wrapping up our excuses series with episode 167 about I don't have enough money. Oh, you all know I have a lot of thoughts on that topic. I hope to see you then. Thank you, spapreneurs as always and much success to you this week. Need more actionable steps to get your spa headed in the right direction? Head to spapreneur.com where we've got the tools, tricks, and methods to make your spa as successful as it can be. Spapreneur.com.